You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. What's going on, everybody? This is Colin with... Hey, guys. It's Elliot. How's it going? And this is episode 38 of the Age Grouper for Life podcast, which today we're going to be talking about some, we'll call it epic non-race events here. I think it's just Uh, called being bored and doing epic shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um... I definitely got a few questions about that um, from people that I know um, after posting uh, the ride that I did, and uh, I'm sure you got the same. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could I could argue that yours is even crazier with it. Well, uh, yours, longer, well, so. yours looked a lot more fun, but right, right, yeah, exactly. Both crazy so. and take takes pretty much the entire day to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's let's start with a quick update on what's going on with races and where we're at here, and uh, at least the U.S. here kind of. I mean, it varies quite a bit from state to state, but uh, um, I don't know. I've been overall relatively encouraged with uh, improvements and and things that have gone on um, over the past uh, the past couple of weeks here. Um, so uh, you know, some positive news in New Hampshire. There is a, a Olympic distance race actually going to, was is scheduled to be the first year of the race. Um, it's called the Sunapee Triathlon. It goes around uh, Lake Sunapee, which is a beautiful area I used to go to on a vacation when I was a kid. Um, and uh, they're they're quite confident that uh, if things continue, they are the way they are um, advancing. That uh, they're going to be able to have that race in September, um, which is cool. Um, but even before that, I believe this weekend coming up. Um, Lubbock 70.3 in Texas is, is scheduled to go off, um, which this is week. Pretty, this yeah. week. Yeah. This weekend. Um, so that's pretty encouraging. And then, uh, Muncie, Indiana, um, Muncie 70.3 is supposed to go off, um, in a couple weeks here. Um, so I think there's definitely some Ironman, I believe is using these events really as, as kind of testers to see how things are going. But Ironman Lake Placid has been rescheduled for the end of August, which um, has been interesting. I've got, uh, what, four or five people now that I coach that are kind of looking like they're eyeing to do that. So um, this is really where it comes in, where people that have been focused and dedicated and not just packed it in over the past couple months, they're going to benefit if they're serious about doing a race here. um, Yeah, so, I mean, how do you think they're going to handle that when – if their weight race already got pushed back to a later date, like let's say I was planning to do St. George in May and then it got postponed to 
September. I mean, are they just gonna keep postponing postponing it rather than, I mean, canceling it? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I think that there is strategy and reason. They're not just kind of throwing out a, a random date. Um, I will admit that I have my concerns around Iron Man Lake Placid, just given the fact that it's in the state of New York, um, where this has been having so much troubles. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I think that, that Iron Man actually has more to lose by scheduling event and then canceling it or postponing it again than they do by just being quiet and you know not res- you know setting a new date um so i would like to to believe that they have some logic and reasoning and they're not just you know thrown out there on a whim with their fingers crossed you yeah. know i mean at the end of the day you know a lot can change between now and the end of august with everything going on especially how much our world is changing and, and the u.s is how crazy it's getting lately um who knows what uh, what will be like in two months but uh at the same time, I'm I'm feeling encouraged by it, and I feel like we're we're heading in the right direction. There's even um, 5K races going on in New Hampshire now. Um, you know, legit outdoor races with they're doing time trial starts um, where they're basically just spreading people out. They're doing like three to five people wide, um, and then just just spreading out. You know, keeping the social distance at the start. And uh, there's some legitimate races going off. Um, actually, I don't know the, the exact details, but I did see on uh, social media a couple of my um, teammates in race kits that did some kind of racing um, this weekend as well. So, um, and I think those those were some more Texas folks. So, um, it's some some positive uh, and forward momentum here. It seems like. I know. So, I got to get some races in, or I'm gonna you lose my All American status for. 2020 <laughs> well yeah we'll we'll see about that i'm sure they're gonna have to do something different for the iron man rankings and uh and for the the age group uh they did they did however cancel age group nationals which was sad to see um but uh i'm sure they've got something up their sleeve for that or they'll, they'll have to figure something out <laughs> gotta be like you and just sign up for a random race in december and get my three races in <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, no. I mean, uh, again, hopefully, for people are finding this motivating, and if you are somebody that's been on the couch and uh, you know just uh, kind of been down and, and just disappointed with everything and feeling like they're not racing, um, I think that uh, hopefully chances and opportunities to do so are coming here. So let's get back to it. Um, but uh, uh, happy to say that uh, most of the people that uh, I have that are now interested in doing Lake Placid uh, have been sticking to their training. And, uh, well, I'll admit that I'd probably be doing some, some things differently in the past for the last you know month or two if I knew they were doing an Ironman at the end of August. But uh, um, to have that, that base fitness is, is just critical. Um, and, um, you know, in reality, not, not change things instrumentally, um, you know, because, you know, you want to, you want to make sure you're not going too crazy and it it really depends on the person, I guess. But, uh, I think they're in a a pretty good spot for the most part to get themselves ready to, uh, to still have a good race, uh, come August, if that's what works out. Yeah. And it's really weird because we both live in areas in the country where the days are super long right now. And last year I was racing a lot this time. So it was a lot of tapering and just a lot of, um, just like maintenance stuff. And now it's like, wow, we have like so much time to train throughout the entire day. And at least for me, and I mean, 
I've been getting in a lot of training just because the days are so long and just feels like I have all the time in the world to train. Yeah, I can't say I have that same problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been but, working at the uh, recovery center again, right? Yeah, the recovery yeah. center is open, which nice. is encouraging. Yeah, yeah. So we're trying to, to get back and find our stride there. Um, so that's definitely been good. So, yeah, um, I haven't had any issues uh, staying busy at all. But, uh, no, it's still it's been good. And uh, um, I guess that's a good segue into uh, I did take advantage of the summer solstice. The longest day of the year was Saturday um, to do a pretty epic uh, bike ride with some buddies. Um, but actually, no, I want to start with, with Elliot's Everest, uh, attempt here, um, that, uh, he did the week before. I think it was two, two weeks, weeks ago, two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. yeah. Cool. So, so I guess this, I mean, I've always heard of it, but I just heard way more people talking about it. I think they're just, they were just at home and a lot of people just have more time on their hands and it was, um, so you can do this Everest challenge where it's the elevation gain of climbing Mount Everest, which is 29,029 feet or something like that. And I decided to do it on Zwift and ride the Alp to Zwift eight and a half times. And yeah, I don't think I'll ever do it again. Maybe I'll do it outside. <laughs> I'll try it outside. But yeah, it was pretty uh, brutal inside. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because uh, for the record, I didn't. Uh, Elliot didn't tell me. I know we had been talking about some crazy stuff, but uh, this is how I found out about uh, Elliot's Everest experiences. Uh, he sent me a couple text pictures of him uh, finishing it, and just uh, the two words "never again" um, <laughs> was the only form of contact I got from him, letting him know that he did this. But I'm not uh, like Lionel Sanders. There's no limits. It's never again. <laughs> Uh, but how long have you been had you been thinking about it or Uh, just kind of on a whim because i mean like i said it's it's just the time of the year when i was racing a lot and i mean i've been kind of like you where i've been maintaining really good fitness and i just needed something to challenge me and that's kind of what i've told all my clients is like find something that doesn't need to be like something huge like everything but do the Ironman virtual races, do something to like look forward to. And I just kind of chose this one, uh, like four weeks out and just kind of got a few long rides in just to kind of prepare my body for it. But yeah. And it was pretty tough throughout, but, um, yeah, the last few hours I really wanted to quit, especially doing it by myself. It was just not that much fun. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's definitely uh, a piece of it for sure. Um, is you know your your ability to uh, to do that uh, on your own and and the this, this that piece of it is just crazy as well. And um, I do think it's a lot easier on an indoor trainer if you're in a really cool room and everything's controlled. I mean, I knew doing the Alp, Alp to Zwift, I just kind of did it on loops and just road kind of a tempo effort up so i tried to break an hour every single time and then you i had 10 to 15 minutes to either get off my bike completely and stretch and get water eat a little bit and then start it again but i don't know i mean by my like by rep six of those it's just you don't want to do it again (laughs) 
<laughs> so let's see. I didn't uh, look at your specific uh, splits here, but did you keep it pretty consistent throughout? Yeah, I mean, I started out a bit aggressively. I was like, okay, I could probably do like, I'll try like between 70.3 effort and Ironman effort. And because I was, I, I, I wanted to kind of go for time. And okay. I, my goal was to break 10 hours. And um, yeah, I faded quite a bit at the end. I mean, I yeah. was literally about to quit the last two, but. Uh, you look at the elevation gain on Zwift, and you're like at twenty thousand feet, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I only have nine thousand left!" But that is a lot of climbing still. <laughs> and the rules yeah. are, you have to put it at, you have to put your smart trainer at a hundred percent. So like, my knees were, I mean, I'm not used to going at that kind of like my cadence was like seventy because I just didn't have enough gears, and so by the end, my knees were just like killing me, and yeah, it was just. How about, uh, I mean, what what had been your previous long um, for a trainer ride prior to that? Um, well, I did Seattle to Portland, which was two, 200 miles. But before that, I think seven hours, 130 miles out on the road. But outside, but I'm saying indoors. Oh, indoors. Yeah. <sighs> Five hours, six hours, probably max. Yeah, right. So that's the... Uh, to me, I mean, you know, there's something where, and people are saying that, uh, you know, I, I do think it's definitely, I, I don't even like the word to use easier, but easier, um, you know, to do it indoors, um, than it is outside. It's definitely more efficient when you're, when you're on Zwift doing what Elliot did. But, um, you know, the fact that you're, you know, basically sitting, you know, with very limited movement, um, is extremely tough for your, uh, men and women for their their butts and uh, and all that area there. Um, yeah, it's so definitely I, something I that imagine. you can't just go into and just on a whim and just be like, yeah, I'm gonna try it. You have to, you do have to somewhat <laughs> train for it and be in Get pretty good shape. Body. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, no even doubt. doing like a couple of those, I mean, that's a couple hours of riding, and it's it's tough. I mean, no I think so just riding you, a trainer for, in general, like for over two hours is, I don't know. It's hard. I, whenever, I, yeah. whenever I take my bike outside and I ride for three hours, I'm like, wow, that went by so fast. <laughs> well, I think, and, you know, that's one thing that I've loved as uh, I still continue to, to lead uh, Zwift rides Tuesday and Thursday mornings for an hour and a half. And uh, I'm amazed at how fast the time goes by with that. But, when you're doing it by yourself, man, it makes a big difference. I mean, do you have some, something on the screens for most of it, or are you? Oh like, yeah, I had an iPad, my phone, and music, another TV. So I had like a bunch of. I mean, I was watching. I watched three movies, and yeah. So I I liked it in the fact that I was pretty distracted, and I could just kind of catch up on shows and or podcasts and. Versus outside, if you're, like, descending, I mean, you have to pay attention, and it does still take energy descending a big hill, so I could see how that would be a lot harder. And, I mean, you can't just hop off your bike and, you know, like, change your bib shorts or eat. So is that something you did? Did you you change it all? Yeah. Yeah. I use the descents where, like, if you just hop off your bike, your little bike person on Zwift will just keep on descending. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, when I did the, um, 
Oh, why am I trying, trying to blink on it? The uh, second to longest, not actually the, the largest, longest ride on Swift. Uh, me and some group members did, did that earlier this year, and uh, um, I did just hop off the bike and scored an extra 10 or 12 miles, I think, or whatever it was, <laughs> to letting the bike coast down at the end. <laughs> and he goes in super tuck. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Super <laughs> arrow. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I've talked to a few people that said even that they've uh, jumped off and like taken a shower in between, <laughs> in between uh, laps. Yeah, and the rules like, are like you, I mean, I read the rules beforehand and I knew like set the turner at 100%. You can take as many breaks as you want, but it has to be in a single ride. So you can't yep. like go to sleep or anything. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But, so, so yeah, those kind uh, of... Um, those kind of endurance challenges, I don't know. I think that's really where my limit is. Like, I don't know how people do those ultra marathons and the overnight bike expeditions. It just seems pretty crazy to me. Totally, man. I mean, it's a it's a big big difference, you know. Like, even um, you know, we'll talk about my ride more, but uh, I got about three fourths of it through, and uh, um, you know, just like oh man, you know, this is back to Ironman training and. Uh, you know questioning why you do this and things like that you know because it really does take you to a different level um which makes it that much rewarding i think at the end when you can push through it yeah but but i think uh, it's this kind of these kind of i mean i you do have to prepare and you have to be in really good shape to do these things even though what you're gonna even what you did this past weekend which we'll, we'll get to but i mean it teaches you a lot about when you're in the middle of an ironman and like shit hits the fan and you got to like really push i mean it's these kind of training uh these training sessions that really i i they really help me because i'm like i've i've been through this before in training and i know i can push through it exactly yeah no so i mean from a mental toughness perspective i mean i I don't think being indoors um solo could could be any more challenging i mean did you did becca jump on and ride with you at all yeah so she actually did she's really into zwift now and she's trying to collect all the route badges so okay she did the longest like the prl full course so that took her about like six hours so i had like her company but yeah that's another thing when you have another person inside like in the same room yeah it just gets so like muggy and smelly and yeah oh that's a good point yeah our whole bedroom was smelled <laughs> awful. <laughs> Took a couple of days to air out. <laughs> well worth it, though. Well, that's cool. Back is getting into that, and uh, so you couldn't persuade her to do the whole thing with you. No, but she's been getting in a lot of long training in, and I think I've talked her into doing Ironman with me next year. So. Oh uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Very nice. So that's cool. Nice. So, so what was your fastest uh, leg up? Do you I know? I think I hit. I think my fastest one was my first time up, and it was fifty-two. Fifty-two. Wow, that's fast. I think. But uh, I. Um, I mean, I think you're made. You're made for this. What are you weighing these days? One, for that for that day it was I was one thirty-one. One thirty-one. You son of a gun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're at, you're at about two thirds of what I weigh now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you still run fast, so. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, that's that's impressive. Um, nonetheless, but yeah, I think climbing up that. But I think I I pushed pretty hard um, when I did the one time I climbed out to Zwift, and I think it was like 55 minutes. So 
Um, that's pretty fast, uh, a good start there. But so did it, did you like really fall off or? Uh, um, I think I was like just over an hour on the like the last few, so I did. It's pretty good. Die a little bit, but yeah, yeah, it's like demoralizing when you just you're out of energy and your avatar thing is barely moving and. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I think I the most painful sad. part was I it had to have been like the last half climb when you like so close. I was at twenty seven and I'm like I serious I don't know if I can like do this anymore. This is wow. just <laughs> and what But then the, you get uh, but at the end you get this Everest badge and it makes it and Becca was recording it, so I had a little bit of motivation back, but yeah, it was like I mean, there were some dark times. I even had to, like, I went to Coca-Cola and potato chips, and, yeah, I was just, like, dead. So I can't – I give a lot of people credit who do it outside or even people – I've heard of people doing it on mountain bikes. I mean, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that is wild. (laughs) Wow. Uh Very cool. So what's the – what are the the tips you give now, experience it for – somebody like myself that may give it a go at some point here i would say pick out a group of people that are willing to do that and experience that with you um prepare for it and then while you're doing it just i mean have a bunch of things that'll keep you occupied if you decide to do it indoors or if you do it outdoors definitely i would yeah, not think it from the from the indoor perspective okay yeah just i would say have a group of people to do it with because that would make it a lot more interesting and just right i mean kind of like iron man don't be a jackass at first and (laughs) go all out or go too hard because it anything i mean at the end you're just barely going and you're just like (laughs) i should have started easier (laughs) Uh, 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 totally yeah that's uh that's tough, but then you did you did switch out your bibs. That's a good idea. Yep, switching out uh, bibs. I use my Theragun in between and <laughs> stretched that's out. A good idea. Yeah. But yeah, my knees were killing me at the end. So yeah, I mean, I guess if you have a smart trainer and put it at hundred percent trainer difficulty, I would say put a climbing gear on just so you can kind of spin a little easier. Because when you're kind of out of gas and you're just like. I felt like I was just like pushing down on the pedals at the end, just putting all my body weight down on them. I mean, that's yeah. not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's understandable there. Um, well, bravo, buddy. I definitely uh, wasn't expecting a text message like that to come in. I had no, like I said, no idea I was going to do it. And, uh, <laughs> to get that, I was just like, wow, that's awesome. But then you decided to do something crazy. Yeah, well, I wasn't out there as long as you, so I still think uh, you got to get the the bigger kudos here. But uh, uh, some friends and I did just finish what they call the Six Gaps ride in Vermont uh, this past Saturday. So um, pretty pretty fun day um, for those that aren't familiar with Vermont. So it includes. Let me get if I can get this right here. So there's the Brandon Gap is what we started with. Um, then there's the Middlebury Gap. Then there's the Lincoln Gap, which we're definitely going to talk about more here. Um, there's, oh, I guess, yeah, there's the Baby Baby Gap. Um, but uh, there's the App uh, Baby App Full Gap, 
um, that uh, was was a tough one as well, um, or the app gap itself. And then um, Roxbury Gap, and then we finished up with the Rochester Gap. So um, according to Strava, 12,363 feet of climbing over um, 131.36 miles. Um, So it was definitely fun. Had a group of uh, eight of us that started off to do the ride. Um, It was a long day. Had to be on the road by... 5 a, a little before 5 a.m. to uh, to make it up there. It's a little over two hours from my house to get up there in the first place. So um, a couple guys did stay in the area the night before, which uh, I would encourage you to do if you can. But uh, we didn't start till about 8 o'clock. Um, so uh, relatively late start for me <laughs> for, for riding, but uh, that was a couple hours of commute in there before that. So um, it was a, a super sticky day, um, so that didn't make it any easier, I'm sure. But, um, but yeah, it's just a, a lot of climbing, um, and uh, there was a few good good flat sections that uh, um, I certainly enjoyed, and uh, I was by far the heaviest guy um, in our group that was riding, I think, by at least 20 or 25 pounds. So, um, <laughs> so did you I hang on my, the hills? Um for the most part um i will give myself credit for actually in theory i put a foot down once on the lincoln gap i was trying to take a drink and i started to go off the road so i had to uh unclip but i was able to get back in pretty quickly and uh the lincoln gap i guess i'll dive right into that one so that was the third gap but that's probably the most well-known one because it includes the uh steepest gradient of paved pavement um in for one mile segment uh in north america um so it was uh you know i'd heard a lot of hype about it but it it lived up to the expectations it was just like holy shit (laughs) you're just like climbing just uh doing everything you can um to just keep moving forward and that's all you're trying to do and you're um actually i wasn't even at quite at ftp i was still able to be below ftp um for what did that take me um checking out the strava account here now lincoln gap was um uh, that can't be right uh it was like i think like uh 14 or 15 minutes um of total climbing there Um, in one mile it's a i think it's like a mile and a half or something like that yeah so what's the grade Uh, again uh, shoot, what's it get up to? It's definitely 20 plus. Um, I should know that off the top of my head. I'm not sure. It's, uh, let me see if I can look it up real quick. Um, so it's a type of climb where you're just like trying to keep your balance on their bike and just moving forward. A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. I've kind of been, so, there are a few 20, hills. 24% maximum grade with an average of 15%. Uh. So um yeah it's it's and and the other thing was funny i I won't name any names but uh actually even uh a couple of the riders that that finished before me in the group ended up walking a little bit and there was one of us that was up uh, ahead of me and started walking so i was kind of like ah nice you know i'll uh i'll get that person you know and uh 
I eventually did get that person, but it really wasn't much faster to be riding your bike than it was to be walking up there. <laughs> I just like kept looking up and be like, what the heck? Well, I haven't, I haven't passed you yet. <laughs> and, uh, finally, uh, got past it, but it's really is that steep where, um, you know, for anybody that considers this highly, I mean, really you gotta have, um, you know, uh, a road bike with with proper hill climbing gearing yeah um you know i went and and got some specific gearing put on my bike just to make sure i had enough and i used every every bit of it um for sure and i definitely wouldn't have minded having a even another gear, easier <laughs> gear or two especially on the lincoln gaps um so it's it's important but i i think i was grinding up with that at about 60 rpms for the most part um but uh but yeah, I mean, they must have recently paved it because it was in really good condition, and um, there was cars going up and down it um, more than I was expecting. That was the little bit uh, didn't didn't allow you to zigzag across the road as much as maybe I, <laughs> I would have if if possible. But uh, yeah, that's but the yeah. hard part about if you end up stopping on like one of those kind of grades you have to go up sideways so you can get back on your bike yeah i mean a lot of the points during that mile there like if you got off you there wasn't getting getting back on um you know that's where i think i got lucky where i put my foot down is like i did see a slight chain in the gradient so i was like all right here's a chance to get some fuel (laughs) and uh and i was fortunate enough to be able to to get back started by sidewinding a little bit but uh it's Ah. uh you got to be ready for that. I wish I lived near you guys. I would have done that. Yeah. Well, you have to come out and uh, we can do that. Uh, not sure. Uh, we did have a couple people not finish and uh, a friend that, that wasn't able to make it. So uh, there's already talks going back Jeez. to do it again sometime. So um, I did not say that I committed to doing that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's just it's absolutely beautiful country up there. Um, you know, the the gaps are actually spread out reasonably well um so it's it's a good opportunity to kind of recover and being part of the group you know we were we were riding in a in a pack pretty pretty much um so we were able to take advantage of the draft which i'm sure speeded up our times on the flats and things um but uh um you know we we took our time we we stopped probably every two hours if not more like especially when it got super hot um I was only able to hold three bottles and I was going through those probably every hour and a half or so. Um, so it was, uh, we stopped when needed. Uh, one point we, we did run out of fuel and, uh, um, <laughs> we, we thought there was another gas station coming up and we actually had ridden by one just a few miles before that. And then we, we were getting to one of the gaps and it was like, there's no way I'm climbing this gap without any fuel. <laughs> and, uh, then almost like the the oasis to the mirage um there was like a random gas station that we hit up just before app gap that was uh that was really good um and much needed from a timing perspective uh but that's really so the uh lincoln gap was the third one we did and then app gap was the the fourth one and that's when people started to kind of try to crack <laughs> and uh um you know it took uh definitely some some mental toughness started seeing people switching over to coke and the potato chips coming out snickers bars um all kinds of stuff to uh to get that energy back <laughs> telling you that stuff helps gives you yeah wings you know back. so actually i had a snickers bar i'd run out of bonk breakers um 
I had a Snickers bar that uh, um, I started. My stomach started to turn a little bit on me not too long after that. So I'm not sure I'm uh, I'm on the Snickers bar bandwagon yet. But well, uh, and it was hot, so you probably your body was probably just trying to tell you like this is way too much, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, no, you you got to make sure. I mean, anytime. I mean, if you go without truly eating for you know almost 10 hours right your body's gonna <laughs> gonna feel that without normal food right yeah especially with how often i eat so um you know there's gonna be some adjustments and um you gotta make sure you're staying on top of the fueling um one of the guys that didn't make it um he's kind of more of a uh, i'll say newer he's still a, a very strong cyclist but uh he's kind of of the the mindset or has been that you know you don't and or you know was joking kind of with the triathletes and how much fluids we put in and things and uh um for endurance events this long i think you just have to uh you have to be able to to get in what you need you know so he was making fun of you and then karma hit him at the end well you know that could be it too you know <laughs> no we are pretty we are pretty weird with our the amount of crap we bring with us on our bikes but sure yeah no exactly <laughs> um but i mean I don't know. As a big guy with as a heavy sweater, um, I know that that's what I need to do. Yeah. And so. So you, you know, rode your like, road bike, right? But this was on a road bike okay. ride. Yes, we had everybody on a road bike. Um, so uh, I would strongly encourage everybody to, you know, unless you really manage to get some kind of crazy setup for climbing on your tri bike, uh, to be on a road bike. Yeah, I was um, going to say because those tri bikes are a lot heavier than. Heavier and just yeah. usually don't have the gearing, yeah. you know, set up. So, um, but uh, but yeah, you know, we it was super hot. We got rained on a little bit. Um, had a little bit of blood. Uh, a couple of people slipped up uh, or fell over on uh, on a couple of the climbs, and uh, uh, so I think we had uh, a complete day of uh, you know when you're out there that long. Um, all those things should happen, right? But. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was uh, definitely very rewarding. Uh, there was definitely a few times when uh, I was questioning things, and uh, <laughs> um, especially with some of the stronger climbers that I was riding with that uh, I was not hanging with, for the record. Um, but uh, trying to hang with, it was uh, it was hard towards the end. So, did but, you guys have uh, any sag during this ride, or did you just stop it? Yes, yeah, no sag wagon. So it was oh. just us, um, you know. And uh, fortunately, some do of the that guys. For you guys? What's that? Kristen wouldn't didn't volunteer to do that for you guys. Uh, I called Kristen halfway through the ride, and um, she said, "So you're going to be home soon?" <laughs> and I said, "Sweetie, it's you know, this is that's uh, a long one here. I'm about halfway." And so uh, she said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Which, for the record, I had had told her what the, the expectations were before, but uh, sometimes those things slip. A lot but, of pressure. Uh, but, a lot of pressure on you, Colin. That's right. So, um, so yeah, no, having a sag wagon, I think is, is encouraged. I've seen a few videos of people that have done it and they've had a sag wagon and, uh, that would be nice. But, um, you know, this, this does, you know, like we were talking about with yours, it's just a, a mental toughness thing that, uh, really helps to, to work you through that. But at the same time, you know, this made me think of like this, this would be a legitimately hard, um, you know, tour de France stage race, yeah. you know, stage, but, <laughs> like we did it stopping every you know two hours or less right you know and you didn't and have like, to ride the next day and didn't have to ride you know consecutively day after day after day um i could it's two days after now and i just did a recovery ride and my undercarriage still wasn't 
loving getting on the bike, you know, so I just, um, just continue to be, you know, amazed and get more and more respect for those roadies out there and the tour guys that just, I just don't know how they do it. It's really incredible. I don't either. It's, it's just super impressive. I mean, the thought of getting on your bike the next day, I mean, would, did you even want to, if someone told you, Hey, Colin, do you want to go for a 10 mile easy spin like around the block would you do it uh so my plan actually was to get an easy spin in yesterday but uh it was father's day so uh uh and we actually had our it's super hot here it's been been hot the last few days and uh, our ic decided to kick the bucket so uh we did not have a good night's sleep uh, the night after the ride here so uh it was a little bit more of a lazy day than we had originally planned for father's day <laughs> Well, good. That's what you need. That's what Father's Day is for. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, actually, we went to the beach the day before, too. I got myself pretty sunburnt, which is always a smart thing to do before a big endurance event. <laughs> but uh, it was a heck of a weekend for me. Had a, oh, and you have a beard going on, don't you? Don't, That's right. You my, a... my, aer- my aerodynamics are horrendous yeah, that right that now. that probably you know, killed you on the climbs. Still, certainly, forget about shaving the legs. You know, I got to talk about shaving my head and my it's beard. Probably why you were overheating. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So one of these days here, I'm going to have to consider giving a shave, but I'm still going strong here. Um, but one other thing I announced, and I don't think I've told you yet, is uh, last week or the week before, I did sign up for Ironman Florida. You gave me hints. Yeah, I did hint. I did, but it's official. So, so you want to go back to Hawaii in February? Uh, well, we'll see what they do with the qualifications here, you know, and, and what happens here. Um, but uh, I wouldn't be opposed. I wouldn't be opposed. Um, I mean, I think the the goal there is to, to go there and, and break nine hours. That is definitely uh, priority number one and, and what I will be there to do. And uh, it'll be nine hours to bust for me. Yeah, for sure. I think. Well, I mean, you don't. You never can predict conditions, but I feel exactly. like it's. I mean, even compared to Arizona, I think it's that course suits you. Yep. Even better than Arizona. I think it uh, it should be good for me, but uh, um, time will tell. I mean, hopefully we have some races, and uh, it's uh, get. I get to find out here, but you know, it was uh, like I mentioned uh, when you get about two-thirds of the way there you're you're hot you're tired and uh you know it's like why why did i sign up for that again (laughs) and those are the times you question things but uh that's what's going to help you get there and uh hopefully knock that colin i think we uh, were at um i think we were eating dinner in hawaii this past year and you you and kristen were there and you specifically said no ironmans next year or in 2020 and you, uh, you must you must have been drinking that night, Elliot. <laughs> and Becca was there too. She can attest to it as well. You that are a liar. True. I am lying. <laughs> I, I I have made myself a liar. That uh, I'm a, I'm going to blame COVID for this, <laughs> and uh, because uh, everything else got shifted, that's why I'm uh, justifying this. But you're 100 <laughs> percent right, and I'll admit I'm an addict, and uh, this is my new addiction. Well, and, it is a good uh, addiction, I, I guess. I caved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see i mean uh, uh obviously no guarantees that we're even gonna race so um but i do feel like uh 
I've got some strong fitness and not having to travel for work and everything. It's going to set me up pretty well to, uh, to do well there. Yeah. And, I mean, I think uh, out of everyone, I, I mean, I've definitely taken advantage of this time just because we're just at home and we have more time. I mean, you don't have to travel and you, you've been doing some pretty epic training sessions. So I yeah. feel like you are in pretty good fun. shape right now. I am. Yeah, I'm definitely in good shape and uh, still got some time. It's still actually, what, 19 or 20 weeks away. So, yeah. still, still lots of the time. But, uh, and Florida yeah. is a wetsuit swim, right? It is. Yeah, should be a wetsuit swim. It's usually like temperature wise, like mid mid 60s for the race, too. So, um, it, uh, it should be good. But, you know, let's go back to really what, what matters to me and why we're sharing these stories of uh, what we did over the last couple of weeks is that, you know, Yes, uh, I'm, I'm hopefully going to take advantage of this fitness and use it during a race. But, um, you know, I certainly I had heard of the six steps ride and uh, thought it would be cool to do someday. Not certainly wasn't on my list plan for this year. Um, I know Elliot didn't plan to do an Everest attempt, no. um, you know, but uh, when when, you know, things happen and, and life happens and, and these uh, our worlds get turned upside down, you know, it doesn't mean that we have to just roll over and and accept it and just give up you know we can still do some really cool stuff that uh we'll be proud of for the rest of our lives you know and i think it goes back to just saying like this sport is more of a lifestyle and yeah it's it's a bummer races aren't going on but it's kind of our lifestyle and it kind of keeps us both sane and makes us enjoy life and makes our overall well-being just a lot better so um, totally. and, and I mean, kind of why I encourage people to like continue on, even though it's your races are kind of uncertain or up in the air. I mean, it's still an important part of the lifestyle. And I mean, it's supposed to be enjoyable, which we've all made it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I've, uh, the, the group aspect for me, if, um, you know, well, a lot of people are isolated more and uh, certainly respect the people who want to do that to people, especially the people with pre-existing conditions and things they are at higher risk, definitely need to do that. But, um, you know, while our, our actual interaction is minimal with people, this is an opportunity to maybe do some things with people that uh, are healthy and um, get you some personal interaction with other people, which is very very important to our overall health yeah and, because i uh, gotta get off soon and i'm doing a uh zwift meetup ride with my mom and my wife there you go <laughs> nice That's recovery awesome. ride <laughs> there you go yeah for your mom i'm sure the recovery ride uh, yeah you guys try and hang on but she uh she's aware she's actually i got her on zwift and she does all these sprint sections and she goes all out and she caught me off guard last week and beat me Nice, nice. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you Calvin's a Swift officially on Zwift now? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, kudos to Zwift. They actually anybody sixteen or under, they will give you a free account. <laughs> so uh, Calvin, all uh, fifty-two pounds of him. Um, he's pretty impressive. Not gonna lie. He's. Uh, I mean, he only goes for about ten minutes or so, but he usually like averages between 100, 150 watts. What? And so, yeah, he's so he. He cranks right along. <laughs> so it's uh yeah, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh so Well I'll add him uh, as a friend on there. Yeah, you gotta. Calvin Cook's on there. Calvin Cook. Uh, yeah. So um 
Good deal. Well, congrats again. I definitely uh, give you the the higher trophy here on, uh, uh, on the you. achievement. Look like but, a bloodbath uh, at the end with all the, <laughs> with people falling over and people not making yeah. it to the end. I mean, that's kind of why I'm saying riding outdoors for that long. And there's just so many other factors that you can throw in there that right you don't well, really experience. Anymore. I mean. We, we had a couple guys that, I mean, they still did over 100 miles. So it was, you know, pretty epic. They did four gaps and uh, over 100 miles. So that's still a yeah. ridiculously <laughs> good, strong day. But uh, at the same time, once you get out there and you got no sag wagon, you got no choice, too. Yeah, you're stuck. You got to make <laughs> it back be, to your car. That be the other, other motivator, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, hopefully uh, people enjoyed hearing and giving some ideas on, on what they can do. You know, I do think that it's time to start thinking seriously about races if you want to this this uh, you know end of summer or fall. Um, so hopefully that's a motivator for you if you've been struggling with it to get back going. But even if they don't happen, you know, even building some some something like this or uh, different different ideas into your training, just so you have something to shoot for and do and uh, be damn proud of at the end, uh, I think is is all worth it. As Elliot mentioned, you know, and just living that healthy lifestyle. Yep. So good deal. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you got something good out of it and, you know, share what you've been doing for Epic things, you know, and, uh, it's all relative. Um, you know, so, um, whatever it may be, if you've, uh, been inspired to, to do that and, uh, you want to share that with us, we'd, we'd love to hear about it for sure. Yeah. So cool. All right, buddy, everybody we'll, uh, we'll talk soon here and, uh, everybody stay healthy, stay safe and stay fit. Thanks, guys.